right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture on the entire universe, my podcast. Man, today, as always, man, bright and early, man, we have an amazing show. So today, um, I'm bringing on this dude, man, turning guest to the show. Um, I want to talk boxing. There's so much incredible boxing going on. And else would I bring on, man, other than this this guy has he's a disowned TV personality. It's an amazing show, Ak and Barack on Sirius XM. Without further ado, man, we're gonna go ahead and bring Ak Reyes on the show, man. Ak, brother, what it do, man? Welcome to the Crucial Fight Podcast, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the introduction, man. What's going on with you? Oh, bro. Well, first and foremost, man, thank you as always for joining me on the show, man. And like I said, bro, it, it's uh, boxing's finally back. They had Fight Island in MMA. Eddie Hearn said, damn that. We're going to throw this in my backyard. We're going to really show everybody up. Um, it feels good to have combat sports back, man. Now that it's in the back, it's in the scheme of things, back in the swing, man, how have you felt in just being involved in this? Well, I mean, yes. We, you know, Barack and I never stopped working during this pandemic, you know, on the show on Sirius and uh, The Zone. So uh, for a while, we were interviewing you know, people from all walks of life, like R&B artists, actors, everybody in between. I mean, we enjoyed doing that as well, but it was great. It was great to finally have some boxing to talk about, even though not the big, big fights that everybody's excited to see yet. But nevertheless, we got the ball rolling. So I, I was happy about it. I love that, man. And um, and talking about that, we we are having getting the smaller, not as big as Virgil Ortiz. Yes, you're poor Stevenson. You're having those names, but we're finally starting to see some of the bigger names. In your estimation, why do you think it's taken this long to get like bigger names back? Because again, we look at like, across the aisle in terms of MMA, you're big names going. And um, I, I want to see what just your thoughts on why we haven't seen some of the bigger names in boxing finally start. Well, I mean, that's an easy answer. It's just a pandemic, coronavirus, and pay cuts. You know, so these fighters are, you know, these promoters are losing a ton of money at the gate. So the bigger fights, like the Canelos, the AJs, and, and, you know, Triple G fights, those fights make a lot of money at the gate. You know, so if you're eliminating millions of dollars at the gate, that's going to affect your card. So there are a lot of conversations being had with promoters, networks, and fighters about pay cuts. A lot of fighters are not okay with it, and that's what's really been preventing, uh, you know, because you got to think about it, you know, guys that four-round, six-round fighters that haven't been fighting for the last four months, those dudes need the money. They need to fight. So you can get those guys on the ESPN cards. They're not turning anything down. But these fighters that are well off, you know, they have room and a heavy bank kind of enough to turn fights down until they get what they want. So we have again, and everything, the pandemic slowed everything. It was, um, for yourself, man, again, being in New York, oh, it was crazy here and shit. It's still crazy everywhere. Um, how has that been again? Well, that our business is combat sport. Backseat, you guys had to pretty much get, get right. you working around it, man. How has it been for you? I mean, well. For those that don't know, Barack and I both contracted the coronavirus, you know, so, so we were affected by like late March, April, early April. So during that time, two weeks of bad, bad symptoms, I still had to work and do the show Barack as well. Not too many people know about it. I mean, I did post about it on IG once on Instagram, but uh, 
it was tough for the first couple of weeks and obviously being isolated in your home, you know, for upwards of 40 days without really stepping out too much. Um, it was tough, man, just like it was for everybody. Big adjustments, you know what I mean? But I did, uh, it was a great time to reflect and, and, and show gratitude and appreciate and, and the things that we do have in life. So, I mean, I guess it was all part of God's plan. It's not all positive, but there's some good to it. Absolutely. Well, dude, first of all, man, I'm sorry you had that. That's terrible. I mean, I, I know uh, I've had a couple of buddies who had it. It sounds madness. Now I'm, I'm I'm staying inside with my air purifiers and terrified angle. <laughs> um, have you been able to to train it on? Like I said, you see, you got the heavy bag. Still been able to get in there and kind of mix it up a little bit. No, no. I mean, in the building I live, there's a gym that hasn't opened yet because in in the New York, you know, tri-state area, there's still uh, we're still not back to normal, nowhere near. So a lot of uh, indoor facilities, especially gyms, are still closed. So. I, I've gone to the park here and there, but I've be honest, last four months I haven't done much. I haven't done shit pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm cooking, a lot of eating. I've gained some weight. That's what the hell has happened. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's been most of us. Um so let, let's go ahead and just jump into some boxing, man. Uh we have a lot of people always talk about the the young guys, right? And I'm really interested in your thoughts. Everyone always talks about like essentially the four horsemen. Stevenson. Ryan Garcia is, um, you have Teofimo Lopez. You Out of those crop of guys, I think they all have hella potential. Um, one, do you think there's anybody being missed out? At I mean, well, you I mean, you have to put, you have to put Virgil Ortiz in there, who's only 22 years old, if I'm not mistaken. There are other young guys, but in regards to the guys that. Uh, to, to the guys that are getting the most light, I would say those four guys, but I would throw Virgil Ortiz in there as well. All right, I, I agree with you. I think he's actually one of those dudes that going to be a problem at 47 days. I think he might be too big for the weight class. He might up, but he, bless you, he, he seems like the one who is a real problem. Me personally, out of all of them though, huge fan of them doing. Um, yeah seeing what he's going to go in the future, do you think there's a possibility that we'll actually see that that actual matchup between him and Ryan Garcia? And then I think that, you know, the climate that we're in today and where people are starting to realize that, that nothing is guaranteed, we don't know what the hell is ahead of us. Uh, I think promoters, networks, and fighters are, are taking heed to that and, 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 and there'll be more, you know, uh, inclined to make fights happen um, if the opportunity presents itself. So I I do agree. I mean, I do feel that that fight eventually will happen, but there's so many moving parts because you got guys that, you know, are young, like you mentioned, so they're growing. Um, one of those guys out that bunch might have to move up and wait because he can't make the weight anymore. Um, obviously, their, their network, uh, um, you know, barriers and and things of that nature that, that'll prevent the fight. But I think, at, you know, post- Coronavirus, I think that it's going to be once we get to a point where fighters accept the persons that and I'm not one to tell a fighter what he's worth. Right. But once the agreements start to happen, I think more fights, more big fights uh, will happen. I like all of those guys. They all have great attributes. You know what I mean? I, I can't even tell you who's better than the other. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, it's fun. I think it, those, especially with those four guys, this is actually this is always fun to have the conversation because all of them are so talented. And I think it, it is one of those clear cut, like, all right, these are the kind of the top guys you know, who are going to bring on the next of boxing. Um, with that being said, it's interesting to me that we're starting to see more of a trend in boxing. I think because of Floyd and just the business of boxing, at one point in time it was essentially stacked the record. Now, granted, I'm a big proponent of saying Floyd fought monsters when he was pretty boy Floyd, and I think people don't get it for that. But it seems like they're starting to get more people are, are fighting a better competition earlier in their career. That trend actually starting to take place in boxing. I mean, I think that their uh, their promoters that always have done that. Like, uh, you know, Bob Barum, he he knew how to uh, he vote, he's always known how to test fighters when it was time for them to be tested uh, against better opposition. You know, he, he did it with Floyd himself. He did it with Oscar. He did it with uh, with Miguel Cotto. Uh, so I, I think that's always existed. Um, I think now, you know, with the zone. Uh, being in, a, uh, in the picture now and showing a lot of the undercards, you know, uh, when they first came out, they were showing the whole card. So that was a little too much. Right. But now they're still showing young fighters. So uh, it all it's all subjective. Like they could be a fighter that, uh, you know, an opponent that comes in as an opponent as a B-side for a prospect that nobody knows um, that has a losing record, but it's tough as nails. And sometimes... When you look at a fighter's record, right? When you look at a young fighter's uh, prospect's record, you look at uh, a lot of losing records, and that don't, that don't that doesn't always tell the tale. You know, a lot of times you got journeymen that have more losses than wins, and they're tougher than some of these other young, you know, uh, fighters. So, uh, I, I base you have to watch the fights. You have to see who they're fighting, um, and 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 to determine if these guys are being tested. But I do see that more often. I think the promoters are more, uh, you know, they uh, they know that. Listen, we have to know early if this guy has the goods. You know, we have to know early before we pour his money into this guy. Um, give opportunity so it's just business right no it makes perfect sense man it, but like I, I know i guess people looking at it as a fan that perspective they're like man i would love to see like these top prospect top prospect really you know, kind of like build off each other but i, I you see that's not happening that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all because if you want a sport that that's gonna have many stars boxing is a star driven sport right this is what what the you know it's what the casual fans want so you don't want one of these guys to take it out early in their career and uh because now that that stigma of, of not being undefeated it, I, I hate to say it, but floyd you know brought that culture into boxing so a lot of these guys were afraid to take big risks because they didn't want that loss on their record so you you know you if i was a promoter I, i'm not going to put my young done defeated prospect another prospect before you know, until it's title shot time or, you know, but no, it doesn't make sense. It's not the right business. I, I, I feel you with that one. All right, so let's talk about some other prospects real quick, man. Um, New York dude, man, Edgar Berlanga, man. Yeah. He's, I mean, 14-0, 14 knockouts all in the first round. Yeah. He, do, do Puerto Rico and New York have one? Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility that we do. I mean, he still has to be tested, but He's he's passing every test so far with flying colors, and you want to see more of him. But 
unfortunately, he's getting guy got getting guys out of there in the first round, so we can't see what what else he has to offer. Um, I know his uh, background and his team. He comes from good stock, like uh, good good trainers. His father's heavily in his life, and a lot of other people that has worked with him along the way. So, an exceptional talent. Um, the jury's still out if he's going to be, you know, the next Miguel Cotto. But we, you know, as me as a fellow Puerto Rican, I, I, obviously I would hope so, and I'm rooting for him. As a fellow Puerto Rican, I was jumping up and down, pulling my flag out the last time, man. I was uber excited, man. I felt like it was the Puerto Rican Day Parade when my man went out there and did. Uh, <laughs> um, so, now, now, let me ask you this, because he is one of those guys that we're looking at and saying, "Hey, we, I would love to see him in better competition." Me personally, I would like to see him with somebody like one of the Jarrell brothers. The reason I bring them up is because obviously he's in weight class, but he's the guy who is probably down in his career, and he'll be a great opportunity. Yeah, that's how you get that run. Find out he has a little bit of name recognition. Somebody who, oh, we respect is tough. He actually gets that. Then off to Well, they have a plan. You know, they want to, they want to go out couple more times and then next year around June around the Puerto Rican Day Parade um, they want him to headline the card and maybe in a the theater at the Garden possibly against like a Gabriel Rosado or, or, or one of those guys who is another Puerto Rican and is obviously has proven himself to be a hell of a, a, a tough fighter so that's a great test that you're talking about with the records that I look at and say hey this dude the best right. record but he's sponsored exactly so I, I think that, that would be a good now, I'm not even saying that he, he would beat Rosario. That would be his biggest test um, to prove that, you know, he is on that path to start him. Um, so I think they're going to test him at the right time. And so now let me ask you this. Okay. Again, thank you so much for your time, brother. We appreciate it. Um, are there any matchups that are upcoming that you really forward Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Charlo Devrachenko. I, I think that, uh, that's a hell of a fight. I think that, you know, as much as I, I, I like Leo Santa Cruz, I think that Javante Davis is just far too talented for him. I don't think that fight is going to be as competitive as competitive as a lot of people are saying. Now, I'm not saying he's going to walk through Leo. I think Leo is a high-volume punch. I think that just the the, 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 the skill level it, it's it's just it, they're too far apart, and I think that fight is is, is going to be one sided. But the Dervish is the one that that's most intriguing to me um, as of now. You know, I, and outside of that, obviously the the biggest fight is Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia, which is a fight I'm not only excited about, I'm nervous about it. I'm friends with both guys, like, um, and it's it, I think it's going to be a fireworks all night oh man I, i'm glad you brought both of those fights up actually i think um it was amazing when i first heard i'm mean, even hearing like steve kim of espn saying that he expects late stoppage Garcia. do you think people are pretty much already discounting errol spence because of his last performance because of the accident they're like oh he's probably going to be washed do you think we're kind of overlooking spence and how great he actually is well maybe some people i'm not <laughs> you know so <laughs> I think Errol is uh, an exceptional talent. He um, now, yes, there's a there's a slight doubt in people's minds because of the car accident. Like, how is he going to come back after being in that type of accident? He's been acting 
a little different lately. Not not bad, just different. And uh, maybe he has he's he's had an awakening, and uh, maybe he'll be better than ever, right? So, um, kudos to him for actually coming back against a Danny Garcia, who's one of the top weights in the world. No tuna fight, no soft touch. His confidence level obviously is still high. And um, uh, I know I don't I'm not looking past Errol at all. I think a lot of people are bringing up that accident. But with that being said, um, should Danny win um, as he expects to? Um, hopefully we don't hear any excuses about the accident because Errol is, you know, put his hat into uh, into the mix for this fight. So no excuses. But no, I'm not. I don't think we're going to see a, a, a Errol that's washed up or that's affected by the accident. Um, I think it's a blockbuster fight. I agree, man. And also, again, speaking of blockbuster fights, that Charlo Jebrachenko fight, uh, I mean, to me, that's one of the most competitive fights. I, I, if you people don't know who Jebrachenko is, that fight that he had against Lovkin, I, I mean, I had him winning personally. I mean, it was a great fight. Yeah, I, so that fight itself, if Charlo does get through Jebrachenko, do you think he'll finally start getting some of those Love to the Canelos of the world, the you know yeah. even Bubu Andre, like any of those. I would love. To. I sure hope so. I think that um, and if he if he should win convincingly, I think that he will finally get credit for a big win because people know how dangerous Derevchenko is. Close fight with Danny Jacobs. A lot of people yeah. felt he beat Golovkin, so um, I think that Charlo would finally get that credit of, all right, he's fighting elite fighters now. Not that he hasn't fighting, he hasn't fought credible fighters, but there's still, uh, you know, for a lot of people, the jury's still out on him. I think he's a great talent. I think that that um, he is one of the best middleweights of the world. One of my, you know, one of the fights that I want to see is him against uh, Canelo Alvarez. So um, it's a dangerous fight for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited that he took the fight. And so a couple more. Um, known as back, you got full action, man. How has how has that been with everything? How has it been the team to kind of start getting back in the of boxing? Well, I mean, again, like I said earlier, for Barack and myself, you know, we didn't skip a beat. Uh, we, you know, we were we were actually uh, we've been the Ock and Barack show on Sirius XM Monday through Friday has been on since November 2019. Which might I add is it's the first ever uh, um, daily boxing show on a on a national platform in boxing, right? So thank you. So uh, the the show is gonna be simulcast on the Zone, and right before they, you know, we started to set up the studio at SiriusXM with the the Zone cameras, pandemic happened. So. Um, you know, because of the lack of content, the boxing content, you know, uh, the zone set up, uh, you know, the studio in my home and uh, we never skipped a beat. So we don't know what it is to like stop working. You know, we haven't working since, you know, with the zone since 2018, you know, so we've right. never stopped. Grateful for that. Uh, so the, the things, you know, the the production teams that, that go out to, to, to do fights, those people were 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 home and, and on vacations or not working at all. So they had to make adjustments. But with, with us, honestly, we, we never stopped working. So nothing has changed. Uh, 
Yeah, the only thing, uh, obviously, we're not traveling to fight. So the fight, we missed the fight weeks that we broadcast live from in Vegas and, you know, in New York. So that we miss. But honestly, I'm, I'm waking up at 630 every every morning. So <laughs> not insane. Uh, uh, Frito, let me ask you this. I, I, for the fights itself, how has it been for you without an actual audience? Like, no crowd. How has that experience It's been slightly different but not as bad as I, I assumed it would be. So I, I felt like it would affect me a great deal not seeing the audience there. Um, but being engaged in the actual fight and the combat, it, it didn't affect me as much. So, um, you know, you know, shout to, to, to all of those networks, ESPN, DAZN, you know, Showtime, that, who are creating these events without audience. Obviously, Matchroom did an amazing job out there in the UK. In his yard, um, I think they're doing as much, uh, you know, as can be done, you know, to create a, a boxing show with no spectators. So I, I'm enjoying it, man. I have no complaints about it. Oh, bro, We're living every shot. One of those things that I think people opportunity to sit back and say, oh shit, this, like, man. All right, we're gonna get you out of here with this, man. I always had to ask um, you, during the pandemic, right. hip hop has been taking on runs, battles, Honestly, I think that would have been. What music have you been rocking to? Um, one of the guys that I re- artists that I really enjoy uh, goes by the name of Russ from Atlanta. R- nope. um, so he he's one of the guys that, that I've been listening to throughout this time. I'm a big Jay-Z fan. You know, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. So I always let listen to old. Let him know. You know, but I would say, you know, and, and I'm a Drake guy, you know, and it's not because people say I look like the guy, but I'm Drake thing. Um, so I listen to Drake, Jay-Z, Russ. I think that's been, and I, I'm, I'm a Sinatra guy, so I always listen to Frank Sinatra, man. Man, the man <laughs> had to smooth it out at the end. There it is. For sure. Um, well, look, you know, Russ is dope. I think a lot of cats ain't, aren't, don't pay attention to Russ. I actually started just paying attention to uh, so, do as bangers. Um, you New York guy, what do you think about Griselda? Like Benny the Butcher and all I mean, I just come from a different like uh era, you know, but I can appreciate it. I can appreciate those guys. They they're all good. Now, I'm not one of the guys that throws shots at a lot of you know, these new artists and stuff like that. Oh no, I would you they actually a lot of good music. I think hip hop for the yo, Ak man, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, man. I really do appreciate as always um where can people find you guys well listen you can follow uh myself at boxing with Ock on instagram you can follow my co-host barack the boxing bully you can watch us on the zone and listen on sirius xm man and well thank you so much for joining me on the show today dude i can't wait to do this at some point again and uh when this hall ends up like i said man i gotta go to new york and see you guys in one of these fights no doubt man thanks for having me take it easy brother All right, there, there it is, man. Um, that was Ak from Ak and Barack, man. Thanks as always for joining me on the show, man. Dude is amazing, man. A lot of fun. Um, super interesting dude, man. And again, their show. I, for me personally, the one of the biggest reasons why I end up starting this show for representation there and actually do a combat sports. These were some of the first guys that actually really type of vibe that are from Chicago, big fan of what 
that they really understand the sport of boxing, trust their perspective, outlook. Much love to Akim, both of them. Much love to Akreas for joining us on the show today. That being said, man, this is episode 224 of the greatest comedy sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Remember, brought to you every week by, first of all, thank you so much to Hot Mike, because they are incredible. We do broadcasting right here, right live. We do all of our Hot Mike. Hot Mike. Also, have to show some love Everlast. Last as greatest love and equipment brand entire right out of the Bronx, man. Go ahead, check us out today. Everlast.com. 10% off from the fight. Also, go on a fight. You can also check us out. See your sure. best work. Partner with well, 15% off. You go out there. Promo code the fight man. Much love as always. So to two twenty four, the greatest combat sports and culture show. Thank you so much to our guest Reyes Rakim Barak. Zone, I was right here. Underground King Sergio Vicente. Can't forget that. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs>